wonderful atmosphere of your presence. And thank you, Father, because the entrance of the Lord brings light and understanding to the simple. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I pray that you anoint every ear to hear your word today, every eye to see, every ear to hear. Lord, cause your word to flow freely through me. Think through me. Speak through me. Let all the blessings be ours according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me bring greetings from Fountain of Life International. We're here representing our ministry back in Atlanta, Georgia. Greetings from my wife, my children, who are sleeping, I believe. <laughs> I don't know if they're watching. I think we're, we're live online, right? I don't know. They might not be watching. I don't know, but they might be sleeping. I don't know. But I bring greetings from every one of them. It's been, it's been fun in Nigeria. We'll be here for three weeks. It's been three weeks of traveling, of touring, of doing missionary work, real hard work. <laughs> We've been in, we were in Lagos overnight. We came into Lagos at one o'clock in the morning, flew out at six o'clock the next day to Abuja, preached three Sunday services in Abuja, and then we got busy in Abuja, went to, um, Port Harcourt, got busy in the Port Harcourt, went to Umwai, went to Asaba. Just, I'm back to Lagos and we're busy. It's been busy, but productive. Amen. Busy is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Busy is good. Sometimes we have this wrong idea that being busy is not a good thing. We, we sometimes think about labor as being not good. It's one of those, um, if I'll say, imbalances of teaching that we have received. So many of us feel that uh, um, we, we are supposed to have it, let me use the word easy without doing anything about it. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. We call it a yoke. My burden is light. That means there's a yoke. There's a burden. But it's light because of the anointing. Amen? Hallelujah. So we have a responsibility. God is at work in us both to will and to do. Not to will and to sleep. Or not to will and to speak in tongues. But there's a doing part to it. Amen? So there's a God part and there's an us part of the equation. So this morning I'm going to be talking about the blessing. I'm going to be talking about the blessing this morning. I trust that by the Spirit of God, I will teach in the first service. I will treach in the second service. It's going to be a little different. Treaching, uh, if you don't know me, I always say it. Treaching when you teach and preach. I call it treaching. So you combine the two together or you join, bind them together. Amen. Okay, you get that understanding later on. Amen. So I also appreciate my daughter, Ezioma. She's been with me as my co-missionary through this trip. Amen. Amen. So it's a joy to be here once again. Now, this morning we're going to talk about the blessing. The blessing. The Bible says, of course, that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow. The blessing, it maketh rich. It maketh rich and added no sorrow. That means that anything that adds sorrow, it's not the blessing. It's not, I didn't say, look, I didn't say work. You can work without sorrow. You can even work hours without sorrow. Sometimes we think that working long means you are, you are suffering. No, no. You can be enjoying what you're doing and working long hours and there's no, no, no sorrow with it. If you're a little familiar with basketball, there was a man out there, he's still a man, called Michael Jordan. There was a man called Kobe Bryant. There was a man called LeBron James. Those guys get up like five o'clock in the morning shooting hoops. I mean, we just finished the NBA championship last week. Stephen Curry, they get up at five in the morning, shoot about 5,000, 6,000 hoops every day. Just go to the gym by themselves, shooting, shooting from five in the morning every day. And when they finish, they go to the gym, they go and pump iron, they run, they do all that stuff. They are doing hard work, but they're enjoying it. It's hard work, but they're enjoying it. 
So when the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord it make it rich, added no sorrow, does not mean it's not going to be, it's not going to take something from you, but there's no sorrow with it. There's no sorrow with it. So anything that brings sorrow and pain and regret and shame and diminishes you, it's not the blessing. It's not the blessing. So what then is the blessing? And people have defined the blessing as that which makes you move forward, makes you happy, okay? Makes you make forward, make you make, makes you make advancement, makes you happy. That which causes you to excel in life is a blessing. We're going to be looking at some things today. I trust that the Holy Ghost will open up some st- stuff as he has shown it to me. Look at Genesis 1 verse 28. Genesis 1 28. This is a scripture that God opened to me in a, in a way that I'd never seen it before. And I believe that this will also cause your eyes to be enlightened to this truth. Now, Genesis 1, 28. It says, and God blessed them. And God said to them. Okay, let's pause there for a minute. The blessing, God pronounced the blessing. He blessed them saying, that's how I put it. He blessed them saying. So the blessing involves a speaking, a saying. There's a communication. That There's a communication of words that, that imparts the blessing. He blessed them saying. So the next verse, the next scripture is a component of the blessing. He blessed them saying. What did he say? Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. And subdue it. Four essential elements of the blessing. Four essential elements of the blessing. He said be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth and subdue it. We're going to look at those four elements today in this service. And then second service will do something a little different. Okay, but continue on from the first service. So being fruitful, what does that mean? Being fruitful means to be productive in a particular enterprise. Being fruitful is like you plant one mango tree. That mango tree grows big and begins to produce fruit. One single mango tree. That's being fruitful. Okay? I'll give you that what definition says in the dictionary. So it is a little academic uh, service, so just bear with me. So I'll give you what the definition says in the dictionary about being fruitful. Being fruitful and multiplying are two different things. I'll, let me explain them. I'll read the, 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 this dictionary definition. Being fruitful is planting one mango tree and it blossoms in that place. Multiplying is taking the fruit from that mango and planting other places and those ones to begin to blossom. That's multiplication. So you are fruitful in one place, but multiplying is when what you take now is able to go out there and and do well. Like as an individual, you are fruitful. You have children, your children begin to do well, that's multiplying. Okay? So the blessing has the ability to make you fruitful. To make you fruitful, to make you have results, to make you have progress. When God bless them, God give them what it took, what it takes to be fruitful, what it takes to produce results. The blessing of God upon humanity. Listen, I'm, I didn't say upon the church now alone, upon humanity because Adam means man. The blessing of God upon humanity is that man will be fruitful. This fruitfulness is not only when it comes to do with, does not only have to do with natural having children, but also it has to do with other aspects of life. Whatever you lay your hands upon, it prospers. It's fruitfulness. It also has to do with the fruit of the spirit. God wants you and I to be fruitful in everything that we do. So the blessing, I'm going to combine old and new and I'm going to split them later on, but the blessing is and it enables us to be fruitful. Enables you and I to be fruitful. Now, let's go to the New Testament a little bit. We'll come back here. Ephesians 1.3. Ephesians 1.3. Let, let me say this to you. At the beginning of man, God blessed man. Now, when you look at this, 
This what we see in Genesis 1, four, Genesis 1, 3. Genesis 1 is what is called a, a type, a principle. The law of first mention. When God made man, what did God do? God blessed man. That's the law of first mention. What does that mean? When you see God do something first, that tells you that's God's intention for all time. So God made man and God blessed man. That's God's intention from beginning. So Ephesians 1, 3, look at it there. Blessed be the God or praise be to God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who has what? Blessed us with all spiritual blessing. Every blessing in Christ. So when you got born again, what did God do? God also did what he did. Like in Genesis 1, he blessed you. Amen. In Genesis 1, when God made man, God blessed man. So when you got born again, the first thing God gave to you was also the blessing. He blessed us. He blessed us. He has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Just as Galatians 3, he has delivered us from cause of the law. We might get the blessing in Abraham. So when you get born again, God blessed. God blessed. Okay? And this blessing in the New Testament here, who has blessed us, is a present perfect tense. What does that mean? It's past, it's present, it's future. It means that God blessed you in Christ. Okay? God is blessing you in Christ now, and God will bless you in Christ in the future. So it's not a blessing of, he blessed us only in the past. So we're looking for a blessing tomorrow. He has blessed us in a perfect tense. That means we right now abide in the blessing. We right now abide in the blessing. Hallelujah. So he told us, go back to Genesis 1.28. Go back there now. Go back there. He said, be fruitful. Be fruitful. The first component of the blessing is fruitfulness. It's fruitfulness. That means I told you, the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. That means that, listen, the way to handle these things is this. If I look at what the word of God says, and I don't see evidence of it in my life, then I need to check myself again. If the blessing makes one fruitful, if I'm not being fruitful, that means I'm not participating in the blessing. Are you hearing me? And these are not religious things. <laughs> okay. These are not religious things. I'm going to, let's keep going. Religiously, oh, if it, if it, it was the will of God. If it, it was not the will of God. No, 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 no. He said, be fruitful. Be fruitful. <laughs> That's what God said. When God pronounced a blessing on you, he said, be fruitful. So if I'm not being fruitful, it is not longer God's responsibility or God's fault. It's like I give you my wallet. I said to you, everything that's in the wallet is yours. Use it. If you're not using the wallet and you're starving, I'm not at fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. In my wallet here right now, there is a hundred dollar bill for in my wallet. In my wallet. Okay? If I give you my wallet and you don't open the wallet and investigate the wallet and you are hungry and there's hundred dollars here, I'm not to blame. Because I've given it to you. God says, be fruitful. I've given you all that it takes in the blessing to be fruitful. So there's a, if there's a reason why I'm not being fruitful, it's not God. It's I need to go back and check what is in this package. The first thing is being fruitful. So that means that I can look at myself and say, am I being fruitful? If I'm not being fruitful, then I'm not really tapping into the blessing. And, and that's important. So the next one, it says that multiply. Multiply. That also speaks about progress in the sense of I evaluate myself. Okay, I'm being practical now. I look at myself last year. Where was I, you know, spiritually last year? Where was I emotionally last year? Where was I, you know, financially last year? Where's my children? Where's all that? I've got to measure it. If I don't see multiplication, if I don't see an exponential growth, then something is wrong. And what is wrong is not God. 
It's not, it's not the will of God. Maybe God wants me to be poor. That's not true. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. It make it rich. So if I'm poor, it's not God. Maybe there's something there. One of the things that the blessing does also, it gives you power to get wealth. Okay? It gives you power to get, which means creative ideas. Which means that the blessing of the Lord will help me to think of how to make things happen where it does not seem to be happening for the people. The blessing of God is creative. It's creative. Which means that no matter what's going on, there's, a, and I'm going to show you, there's an ability for me to create in the midst of difficulty for the people. That's why the Bible says, when there is a casting down for you, there's a lifting up. It's not just because some spiritual thing floats around. It's because of the blessing. I told you the blessing will make you work. It will not just make you lie down and let it fall down from, that's the problem with her. Let it just follow me, follow me, follow me. And that's why it's not happening. You've waited for it and waited for it, waited for it. No, no. It's time for you to use it. The blessing is a tool. It's a gift God gives you. He gives us gifts to work with. Not just to, you know, practical example. Somebody goes to work. Okay, maybe you're a business person. You go to your business. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. There's no sale. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. There's no sale. Somebody calls you on the phone. How's business? Oh, things are horrible. Well, you're not working the blessing. You're not working the blessing. I've been there. I've been there and I tell my wife, I say, babe, the business is kind of slow this morning, but guess what? It's about to make a turn. It's about to make a turn. And by the end of the day, your goods that came, somebody, one customer comes and buys up all your goods. All your goods. Because you are focused on the blessing. Because you know, the blessing of the Lord is upon me. It maketh me rich. It cannot add sorrow. It cannot add sorrow. The blessing will make me move forward. Will make, make advancement. Okay? Will make, make advancement. Therefore, you are able to tap into it. But it says multiply. So, you've got to be able to uh, uh, measure yourself. Paul told Timothy, Paul said to Timothy, he said, he said watch your life and your doctrine closely. And persevere in them. He's saying what Paul said to Timothy was this. Timothy, match up your life with what you believe. Be practical in your thinking. Don't be religious. Don't be religious. Be practical. He told Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Persevere in them. Check what you believe and what your life is looking like. Does my life mirror what I believe? Then you have to evaluate. You have to evaluate. You have to, why is it not working? And don't just say, maybe it's not the will of God. Maybe it's, it's, it's something. Or some people say, some, uh, some, uh, some from your ancestor from your father's house. That's nonsense. The Bible tells you you've been delivered. Colossians 1. Look at Colossians 1.13. Show it to me, please. Colossians 1, verse 13. Let's look at it. Because sometimes, you know, if, if you ever believe these doctrines, they have a way of hanging out somewhere. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> They have a way of hanging, and when you when you have some difficult times, that was springing up on you again, and trying to tell you maybe it was God's will. You've got to settle some things in your mind. The blessing of the Lord make it rich. I am blessed. I cannot be cursed. It must make. I don't care who preaches it to you. Oh, it's something from your father's house. I cannot be cursed. Look at what it says there. Who has delivered us? From the power of darkness and transfer us into, I cannot be in Yaba and Ikeja at the same time. Are you hearing me? If it's raining in Ikeja, it's not raining in Yaba. I mean, Yaba is not raining here. Okay? He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has taken us from that place. We're now into, we now live, we now abide in the presence of the Lord. We abide here. 
Therefore, the conditions of our past have no effect on our present situation. Are you hearing me? If I live here, if I was here like in January, in Nigeria, it's happened to me before, I put on, I put on light shirts and t-shirts here, but when I get to America, I did not try it. It's winter time. The conditions of Nigeria don't affect America in that time, in winter time. Same thing. You've been taken out of the kingdom, power of darkness. You are now in a new different place. In this place, there is no curse. You have no curse. There's no ancestral curse. There's none. There's, you've got to settle down your mind. So no matter what's happening around you, don't ever go back to that old religious mindset. Maybe some something in the past I did. Maybe some ancestral curse. Because those things you want to do, they dilute faith. They dilute faith. Okay? And, and, and that thought, and I'm, I'm still working on that, and that thought that is, is the thought of maybe God is trying to give me this, teach me a lesson. Maybe there's something God is trying to teach me in this problem. Hmm. James chapter 1, look at verse 13. Maybe there's something God is trying to teach me somewhere. Maybe God has some, you know, God has some plan. Some has, God, you know, God is somehow, God is, ah. I always make this statement, I'm going to make it again and again. The day I discover that God took my wife at 37, I will stop serving God. Maybe, I don't know about you, you're religious, I'm not, I'm practical. Because the Bible says God is good. Okay, goodness means you're looking out for my best interest. If you take my wife, who when my daughter was two years old, her mother was going to have two years old, you left me, a man now with two girls, six and two. I said, it was the will of God. It was not the will of God. It was not the will of God. You've got to settle this in your mind. See, listen, if you have a suspicion about God, your faith will be diluted. If you, have, if you think that God is doing something to wicked you, God's trying to teach you something, it dilutes your faith. It dilutes your faith. An impure faith. The Bible says in James 1 that a double-minded man is unstable. That means in church, I believe God is good. But then in my progress, I mean, hey, maybe God's trying to take me something through this bad experience. A double-minded man cannot receive anything from the Lord. You need to have firm, strong faith. Strong resolve. Even if you are crying, cry but say, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful to me. I judge him faithful. Even when it looks like everything, you've got to... T- oh, boy. boy. Uh, let me give you an example. Listen, we're coming to Nigeria. Our trip was, what did you come again? It was a Friday. The previous Friday, I was told by the embassy, we didn't have my daughter's passport, one. And the Nigerian embassy, there was no way. One week to the time. Tickets bought, everything arranged. Nigerian tickets bought, hotels, everything booked. Okay? And it was just <laughs> Friday and Friday. One week. Within one week, God did it. God worked everything out within one week. Because you've got to make up your mind. God is faithful. God is faithful. What he has promised he will do. Look what it says here. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. The word tempted can also be for tried. Okay, when I'm being tried, when things are happening, maybe God's hand is in me somewhere. So let no man say, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted any man, completed with evil. So when things are going wrong, it is not God. It cannot be God. It will not be God. Let me say again, it cannot God. It is not God. It will not be God. It will never be God. Never. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief. God is not the thief. God is not the thief. If your loved one died prematurely, God did not take them. 
Uh-huh. Remember Psalm 91? With long life, that satisfies you. You might not be able to explain everything, no, but I'm telling you, if your loved one died prematurely, God did not take them. It was not God. It was not God. Hey, but, you know, death, God is involved. No, 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 it was not God. I'm going to show you in scripture. It was not God. You might not know all the details. It was not God. I'm come. that You, you have to believe that scripture. That's what makes your faith strong. That's what will make you see somebody who is sick and tell the person, this sickness is not to death. This sickness is not the will of God. Healing is God's will for you. And when you minister or pray with the person, there's pure faith. Pure faith. It's not diluted. It's not diluted. Keep going. Look at the next verse. Next verse. Next verse. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own loss and enticed. Satan knows how to come in through tricks. Okay? I've met, okay, uh, a sister in our church, I mean, this is a sad story, but it's true. Sister in our church um, was diagnosed with cancer. We began to pray for her, okay? Uh, we prayed as a church. My bishop prayed. I was over her in the department. I went to pray. I visited her home, prayed with her, laid hands on her, all of that stuff. She said, amen, amen. Unfortunately, she went home to be the Lord. Her niece, who was a member of the church and the, and the staff, Called me after about a month, said, Pastor Nam, you know, I know you're worried about what happened to my auntie. I said, yeah, what happened? I'm not going to call her name. <laughs> what happened? He said, listen, so why are you guys are praying? Praying, the church prayer, but her aunt and the grandparents had already planned her funeral. They already planned, they already bought the casket, what they're going to sing, what she's going to wear. They already planned everything. So we are busy praying. And she's saying, amen, amen, amen. That's what I'm saying to you. Sometimes some things happen. You don't know the details that's happening in somebody's mind. You, you are believing God. And they are saying amen with you. But in their minds, they have already gone to heaven. Go back to Genesis 1.28. And there are many of such stories. Many. Many, many, many of such stories. People who, you know, in the midst of a battle of life, they, you know, they just say, look, let me just go to heaven. So while we are here praying and believing God that they stay and they are just, you know, okay, be fruitful, multiply. Let me, being fruitful, it says producing good or helpful results, productive. Okay, multiply. It says obtain from a number, uh, obtain from another which contains fruit. I've explained already. Then look at the next one. It says there, replenish the earth. Hmm. What does replenish mean? Think about it. My gari is low. Let me go and buy some more. What are you doing? You are replenishing. God told Adam, in the blessing, you can replenish. Hmm. What I mean is what you lost can be restored back by the blessing. What the canker worm, the caterpillar power ate from you, in the blessing, the blessing has the power to replenish. To replenish, to make up again. To make full again. To make full again. So no matter what I've lost, Yes, I've lost some business investments. I've lost some things. The blessing, the blessing. He has to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, 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 replenish. So loss is not final. So the Bible says if you, uh, that you, when you can't think that stole from you, make it about seven times. Replenish. The blessing of God upon your life can make you get up again, can make you start all over again. Yes, I've made mistakes. Yes, I've lost some things. Yes, the blessing of God upon your life will replenish, will make you replenish. Replenish. To fill something up again. To restore a stock or supply 
to a former level or condition. See that? This is the short definition now. To restore stock or supply to a former level or condition. That's part of the blessing. Why did God say that? Because God knows that we live, in a, we live, on, we live on the earth here. This is not heaven. This is not heaven. And on the earth here, we'll have certain things that will come against us. And we'll explain why. You're going to see the next one. Okay. Therefore, God puts in the blessing, the ability to replenish, to get back up again. Righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up again. Hallelujah. Yeah. Glory to God. Oh, I used to be very, I used to pray. I used to pray three hours. Now I can barely pray 30 minutes. You can replenish. You can replenish. Oh, my, my grace dropped in school. I, I'm struggling now. You can replenish. You can replenish. Yeah, my, my spouse used to be very, you know, loving her. They can be replenishing. If you understand that you are blessed, you are blessed. And as the blesser, you have what it takes. It's in your hand. When God gave them this thing, God has not taken it back. That's the gift of God. God's gift to us doesn't take them back. The ability to replenish is given to every believer. Turn to your neighbor and say you can replenish. Say you can build back again. You can restock again. You can restart again. As I'm saying this right now, I sense in my spirit, somebody who is in business, who your business faced some shortfall. Your business faced some hard times. There's somebody here, you've had to shut down the company. The Lord says you can replenish. You have to shut down the business. You have to shut it down. The Lord says you can replenish. The fact that the business closed down was not the will of God. It was not the will of God. Some say, but why is that possible? You live in a fallen earth. Okay. Sometimes the Lord showed me some time ago, on this earth, there are four groups of people you have to deal with. Not just two. We always think about me and God alone. But there are four. There is God. There is me. There is Satan. There is other people. Those four groups, you always have to deal with them. Always. Always. I'll give you an example. I'll give out scripture. The, the, Jairus said to Jesus, uh, Master, my daughter is at the point of death. Come lay your hands on her. She will live and not die. Jesus said, okay. He begins to go with her. It was Jairus and him. They begin to go. Okay. Along the way, there's an interruption. Woman with issue of blood. Other people. Touch the, oh, let me touch his garment. And she was healed. But she had to press through other people. To get to Jesus. She had to go through the press to get to Jesus. Okay? So now, the, the, man, the man gets healed. As soon as the woman gets healed, they come and tell Jairus, don't trouble the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. Forget about it. Immediately, just turns to her. You see, other people gave the man bad news. Other people. If it's some of us who are here, that kind of bad news. Oh, it was not the will of God for her to live. You see that? He was told, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. It's like you embarking on a business, and the business is closing up. And you say, ah, if it was the will of God, it would have worked. No. They told her, don't trouble the master. Your daughter is dead. What did he say? Jesus told immediately, don't be afraid. Keep believing. You have stopped believing. Keep believing. In the face of negative circumstances, because you have the blessing, you can keep pushing through. Okay? Because remember, blessing the Lord, it make it rich. I didn't know sorrow. Okay? My business shutting down is sorrow. Therefore, and I'm the blessed one. So I'm going to push through. I'm going to push through. Okay, so they begin to go, what this now? They get to the man's house, and here come the family members, other people. Other people, they will tell you, your family members will tell you all kinds of stuff about yourself, about your circumstance, about situation to depress you. The people at first of they are crying. Jesus said, don't worry. She's not dead, she's sleeping. They begin to laugh. 
It's just like you and I sometimes. If you are in faith and you have family members or friends who are not in faith, and you tell them, God says you're going to do, they will laugh at you. <laughs> you, I beg, I beg. They'll, put, they'll laugh at you. Other people, you must learn how to deal with other people, how to resolve the people issue on the way to seeing manifestation. You must learn how to do it. It's not just about you and God. Yes, I have Jesus on my side, that's true, but then I have other people speaking all the time. And sometimes you have to deal with yourself also. Jesus told Jairus himself, you Jairus, don't be afraid, only believe. You, Jairus, you, my brother, my sister, he's saying to you, you are blessed, yes, but don't be afraid, only believe. You have to deal with yourself sometimes. You have to look at yourself. Where are my fears? What are my fears? Because your fears will hinder you from getting the blessing in manifestation. Okay? So they get there, Jesus now deals with other people. He sends away those that do not believe and help only the parents and his three disciples that came with him. And then when they got there, the girl got up. The girl got up. We must learn to deal with those four groups of people. It's not just you and God alone. Because if you think it's only you and God, when you pray, if it doesn't work, it was not the will of God. No, it's the will of God. Third John 2, I desire above all that you prosper and be in health. You must have so prosperous. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know those scriptures. I have a great plan for you, a plan for your bright future and all that. So here it is that other people are telling me it's not going to work. Other people, you must resolve them. You must, because you're a blessed man, you've got the blessing. The blessed make rich, do not add sorrow. So I'm working on the blessing. I'm living like a blessed man. So no matter what opposition I face, I've got to resolve those oppositions. People, the people issue, I've got to resolve it. Sometimes you've got to shut people off. Like Jesus had to send them out. Sometimes you have to learn how to ignore them because you can't really shut them out. <laughs> you know, if you're a younger person, the person might be your parent who is telling you all kind of negative stuff. You can't shut them out. You live in the house. But you've got to learn how to, in your brain, in your heart, separate what they are saying from what the word of God is saying. You've got to be like, uh, uh, like Daniel, Meshach, and a bad Negro who went to Nebuchadnezzar and they were there and they had to separate themselves. We're not going to eat of that king's meat. Okay, we're not going to bow and worship to your idols. You've got to be able to do that. So that way you can stay in the place where the blessing can work continuously in your life. Now, Genesis 1.20, go back again there. It says, replenish the earth. And then look at what it says, subdue it. What does subdue mean? I'm going to read the dictionary definition. I could tell you what it means, but look at what it says in the dictionary. This will, this will interest you. Subdue. It says subdue. Replenish and subdue. Now, subdue means, what this? To overcome. To quieten, to bring under control a personal feeling, to bring under control, to overcome. Why did God say subdue when all he created was Adam and Eve? Think about it. He had just made Adam and Eve and said subdue. Why did he say that? Why did he tell them to replenish and subdue? There's a reason why. It means there's an enemy there. There's an enemy there. So God in the blessing made provision for you to dominate Satan. He says subdue, bring under control. That's what it means. If you look at, uh, 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 if you look at uh, um, um, uh, um, uh, the, uh, Revelation 12, it tells us there was war in heaven, Michael and the, and the devil and Satan and all that. And the Bible says he kicked them out to the earth. If you look at Revelation 12, God kicked uh, um, uh, Lucifer and the fallen angels out of heaven to the earth. That was pre-Adam. So pre-Adam, Satan and his cohorts were living on the earth. So when God said to Adam here, subdue, 
subdue, subdue. You subdue rebels. You subdue stubborn people, quote unquote. Subdue, which means that there's an enemy that you have to subdue. Subdue, subdue. Okay? Go back to, okay, oh, thank you. Look at this on the screen. Red dragon was cast out. That whole summer. It says, you were cast out with him. Look at the next verse. Next verse, watch this. Um, some, oh, no, no, no. Go the verse before. Sorry, the verse before, not the next verse. Because it tells you, there, uh, that's it. there was war in heaven. Michael's angels fought against the dragon. And the for his angels. Go to the next verse. And they prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Then look at the next verse. The great dragon was cast out. He was cast where? Into where? The earth. So when Adam was created now, Satan was in the earth. So God told Adam, subdue. This means that, listen, some of you might have said, oh, why didn't God just stop set, uh, the serpent in the Garden of Eden? Have you, had that, have you had that question before? Yeah, people ask that. And it sounds logical. If God can do all things, if God loved Adam, why didn't he stop Satan? You know why? Because he told Adam to subdue. Do you get it? He gave Adam responsibility to subdue. When God gives you the, the, the blessing, it's, your, it's yours to use. If you don't use it, you can't blame God. You can't blame God. You can't blame, if my daughter tells me, Daddy, come and brush my teeth at this age, <laughs> something is wrong. You, you've learned how to brush. You have toothbrush and toothpaste. Go do your thing. So God gave Adam everything he took in the blessing. He told him, subdue, subdue. So that means, listen, when that serpent showed up in the garden, whose responsibility was to stop the serpent? Answer me. Huh? Adam. 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 That means that when headache comes knocking on your door, who's supposed to stop it? Mine. Mine. Or oh, if it was not the will of God, it have not come. That's not true. You're on a fallen earth. Remember 2 Corinthians 4.4? 4? The Bible says Satan is the god of this world. He's the prince of the power of the air. What does that mean? Practical. Let's explain it practically speaking. Okay? McDonald's, for example, has franchises. They say McDonald's brand. Let's, let's use one that you know. Chicken Republic. Chicken Republic is a company has franchises. Each franchise is run by somebody else. So I can go to Chicken Republic in Yaba and I get a better quality of customer service than I get in Suruleri. It is, yes, it's Chicken Republic, but it's actually managed by different people. It's run by different people, okay? When God made man and put man on the earth, God gave man the right to run the earth. That's what the blessing was. Be fruitful, multiply, have done over everything. God gave man the keys to run the earth. When you get your house or apartment, does your landlord come to your house every morning? No, they give you the keys. Your landlord only shows up if you're trying to burn down the house, Trying to mess up the house. That's when they show up. And that's what with Solomon and Gomorrah. When man tried to mess this up, God showed up. With the flood, that's what God did. Okay? Unless you're trying to mess everything up, God will not show up. God will leave you to handle your stuff. So God left Adam and Eve with the authority to take care of the earth. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish. That's why today, people who are not born again are creative on the earth. Because that blessing in just one twenty is on Adam. It's on Adam. So you don't need to be born again to function in that Adamic just one trillion blessing. Someone can be unborn again, Steve Jobs, and create the biggest electronic company in the world, Microsoft, and still be an atheist and a God-hater because the blessing on Adam is on Adam and the ability to create is there in that blessing. 
But we who are born again now, we are operating at a high level of blessing. But guess what happens? We don't take advantage of it. We don't. We don't. We also want to operate like the world. We're looking out for handouts instead of being creative. Instead of being creative. He has given you power to get wealth, to create wealth. The ability to have wisdom, dwells not of, of, of uh, with prudence, and fast not of witty inventions. The ability to create. When I'm in a jam, create, create. Wealth comes to those who answer questions. When, if you think about it, when Daniel, what made Daniel elevated to where he became? It was not because God was with him, yes. God being with Daniel, with Joseph, allowed them to be creative. He said about Daniel, he, the man has the spirit of the, of the gods in him. He can solve witty, crafty questions. He can dissolve doubts about Daniel. When the king had a dream, could not remember the dream, Daniel called his friends and said, let's go and seek God. And when they sought God, they got the answer and they got promoted. That's how life works. The blessing on my life, on your life, is to enable us get creative so we can get promoted. Okay? So, let's go back here now. Subdue it. So, here's, here's um, 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 Lucifer and his people around there. So, that Satan comes into the garden. Whether he was crawling or walking, that's subject to debate. Some say he was walking. Some say he was crawling. Okay. Some say the snake had legs and hands. Okay. Let, just try and imagine. Whether he was walking, crawling, flying, God gave man dominion over everything. Look what it says there. Dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over everything that moved upon the earth. So if the snake was walking, flying, swimming, everyone Adam had a, a dominion. So when that snake came talking to Adam, Whose responsibility is to tell the snake, get back in the bush and keep quiet? Adam. Adam. So the failure of Adam in the Garden of Eden is not God's will, but also God had given man the responsibility. The responsibility. Amen? What I'm saying to you today is this, among other things, that the blessing of God is on your life. You are blessed, but you have to use it. And these four components are very important. Being fruitful is in the blessing. Multiplying is in the blessing. Subduing is in the blessing. Replenishing is in the blessing. Then the word have dominion. That's a very interesting one. Because I was, I was trying to say, uh, when the Lord was showing me, I was like, okay, what does it mean? And have dominion. Dominion is a, is, is, is a, is a, uh, uh, I'm trying to get the word. It's a compound word that involves all those four components. Dominion, when you have dominion, you can be fruitful. You can multiply. You can subdue. You can replenish. That's having dominion. That means you are in total control. Dominion is like having a company and you are over every department of the company. Okay? That's what it means. Have dominion means you are over every, and those four components are part of having dominion. Being able to be fruitful, to multiply, replenish, and subdue is having dominion. I'll give you the dictionary definition again. So when things happen to you, don't say, oh, maybe it was not the will of God. Maybe God has a hand in it. Maybe God has a hand in it. As long as you think God has a hand in your problems, you cannot have pure faith. And when you don't have pure faith, you cannot overcome. <laughs> Dominion. Have power and influence over. Okay. Uh, be the most important or conspicuous thing. Have uh, commanding position over, to overlook. To have oversight. That means every aspect of things. You have that. So when you got born again, God blessed you. 
He brought you and into the family of God and pronounced the blessing on you. The blessing of God is God's gift to you. In that God's gift, these things are there. If it's not working, it's not because it's not the will of God. It's not work, it's not because it's not the will of God. If it's not work, it's not because it's not the will of God. If it's not work, it's not because it's the, I keep saying because I want that to really get into you. If it's not working, it's because you are not appreciating the value of it. You either have not discovered it, you're not appreciating the value of it, or you allow other people's opinions to affect you. Sickness and disease is not the will of God of any sort. It's not the will of God. I've given practical examples. This morning, I'm about done because I, I just sense a shift in my spirit. I'm about done. We're going to practice these four scriptures today. These four components today. We're going to practice. Remember he said, he blessed them saying. He blessed them saying. So the blessings upon your life. So now you are going to bless your life saying. You're going to bless your own life saying. You're going to bless your life applying these things. Fruitfulness in your life, in your family. Multiplication in your, in your experience. Replenishing. That means you're going to take some time and look at some things. In fact, let's do that right now. Let's take a pause. Take some time. We're going to practice those. Write down in your notes. Write down. What do I need to be fruitful in? We're going to pray those prayers now. So just take some time. If you have a digital note on your phone or tab or your device, you can do that. He told Timothy, persevere in these things. Watch your life and doctrine. Where do I need to be fruitful? Write it down. Where do I need to multiply? Write it down. What do I need to replenish? Write it down. What do I need to subdue? Subduing is not just only Satan. Of course, it's also myself. Bad habits, sinful habits, struggles, areas where I've failed that seem to dominate me. Write it down. Write it down. The greatest prophet in life is you. You are your greatest prophet. I can prophesy to you all I want. I'm only with you for two, three hours maybe. When I leave, when you leave here, you spend 20 hours of the rest of the day with yourself. So you are the greatest prophet in your life. You are the greatest architect of your own destiny. That's why he said, this book of law will not depart from your mouth. You will meditate. You will make your own way prosperous. Not God will. You will. You will. So it's really up to you and I. So write down. Just take some time. Because you're going to pray. You're going to pray. Write it down. And also this will help you to go back and look at it whenever you want to measure your growth, measure what's going on. Look at it. What do I need to be fruitful? What do I need to multiply? What do I need to replenish in my life? What have I lost? My zeal? My operating the gifts of the Spirit? My ministry aptitude? My love for my spouse? My love for work, for life? What do I need to replenish? What do I need to replenish? People have said, oh, you don't look happy anymore. What's going on? Your joy needs to come back. Your happiness, your excitement needs to come back. Subdue. Look at it. Think, if you're a parent, think about it. What's going on in my family? What's going on with my children? What's going on with my spouse? You're a businessman. What's going on with my business? You're an employee. What's going on with my career? 
Where am I going? You're, you're a market person. You have a business. You're selling things. What's going on? Your vision has waned. It's time to wake it up again. You've got the blessing. It's in your power. It's in your power. It's in your power. I'm going to give you two, one or two more minutes and then we'll pray. We'll pray. One of the things that God has emphasized for me during this trip is doing more of helping people, pushing them into the place where they begin to function. More than me doing it for them. God has really, I, 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 sometimes I've, I think I've already laid hands twice or so on this trip. In that sense, I've prophesied a couple of times, but I've done more of pushing people into, pushing them into, you know, this is what God is saying, get into it, get into it. Because God wants relationship with you. God wants personal encounters with you. Not through me. I could teach you and inspire you and motivate you. But it's God wants personal encounters with you, yourself. Your own testimonies. Yes, you were inspired with the word. But whew, I did this and God did it for me. And God came through. And this happened. Your own personal deep encounters with God. They fortify you. You got 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. You're blessed. You cannot be cursed. You cannot be diminished. The blessing of God is abounding richly on you. Strongly on you. Rich, strong on you. That blessing is rich. It adds no sorrow. It's going to extract sorrow. The blessing is anti-curse. It cancels out the curse. That blesses on you. It doesn't matter where your family came from. It doesn't matter. And let me say this about the blessing. The blessing is progressive. Walking the blessing is progressive. It's not magical. It's progressive. Bible spoke about, 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 uh, uh, about Isaac. He went forward. He was blessed. Went forward and grew until he became. Until he became. So walking the blessing is progressive. So what you're doing today, you are starting a process that will progress. It's not magical. Oh, yeah, I, I did it, but it didn't happen yet. It didn't happen to, it didn't happen uh, the next morning. It's not magical. It's progressive. It's progressive because you are changing your thinking about yourself. And as, the more you change it, guess what? The more you are pouring in and activating the force of the blessing to work for you. Make sure you don't miss second service. <laughs> I'm already kind of ticking in second service. Okay, are you ready? I want to get your note. Sit down where you are. Don't stand up. Sit down where you are. It's an intimate time with you and God. Look over your note. Talk to God right now. Talk to God right now. It's an intimate moment. Don't fall asleep on me. If you know you're falling, you're feeling sleepy, stand up. I was in a meeting with Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland said to us, if you have to sit down on the floor, sit down, stand up. If you have to pay space, that's what he told us to do. If you have to sit down, sit. If you have to stand, stand. If you have to pay space. So take your note. Begin to pray over your note. Begin to pray. Speak to yourself. I am blessed. And because I'm blessed, therefore, in these areas, I will multiply. Speak to that note. Pray that note. Pray it. In the name of Jesus, pray it. Don't just start praying in tongues. Pray in understanding. Of course, we wrap it up with tongues. I agree. But pray in understanding. Lord, in Jesus' name, concerning this area, I will multiply. I speak multiplication. I speak by the blessing. I multiply in my by the blessing, I'm fruitful in my, by the blessing, I subdue this. By the blessing, I subdue this. By the blessing, I replenish this. By the blessing, all that I've lost in my business, I call them back. 
by the blessing. I speak an increase to my children, to my spouse, to my business. I speak an increase to my spiritual life, to my ministry. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. He blessed them saying, bless yourself saying, bless yourself saying, activate the blessing with your words this morning. Activate the blessing in your life with your words this morning. Come on, press in. Come on, push 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 in. You are the prophet of your life. You are the chief prophet of your life. You are the chief prophet of your life. As you open your mouth and speak it, you are prophesying. He said, if you decree a thing shall be established unto you, that's what he said. Therefore, by the blessing, by reason of the blessing of God upon my life, I declare that I multiply in my, I, I, I multiply in my, I advance in my, I advance in my, I subdue this. By the reason of the blessing of God upon my life, I am fruitful in my, whatever it is, speak it, declare it. My children excel in the academics. My spouse excels in their business, in their work, in their love for me. Our romantic love is getting hotter. It's getting, come on, say it. You are spirit, soul, and body. You are spirit, soul, and body. So speak about your emotions. If your, if your love life is kind of shifty, it's time for you to say, no, I reclaim it back. I reclaim my romantic relationship. I reclaim it back. I reclaim my lost man's or my wife's love and affection for me. It's replenished. My home is an exciting place to be. Open your mouth and say it right now. Open your mouth and say it right now. If you are struggling in your academics, open your mouth and declare In Jesus' name, I subdue mouth. I subdue whatever it is. I subdue whatever. Just say I subdue. I dominate. I, I'm in total control of the of my life, of my affairs with the blessing of God. I cannot be cursed. I cannot go down. I cannot diminish. I'm moving forward. Things are working for me. Things are changing turn around for good. My life is taking a 180 degree turn in the direction of the blessing. In the name of Jesus, my business that was closed down and shut down, I take it back. I reclaim that business. I reclaim that business. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray it. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Pray it. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we give you praise for the blessing. Thank you because we are blessed. Recipients of the blessing. We walk in the blessing. And by the blessing, we have made this proclaim pronouncements and proclamations. We have made these decrees. And therefore, they will come to pass. They will come to pass. That which you have heard has been taught to us. We will see. We will handle them concerning the word of life. We will handle them. We will not just hear them, but we will handle them. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Have you been blessed this morning? Amen. Praise God, Pastor Paul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, let's thank God once.